0: Welcome to the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on current events, trends, market reports, and community discussions. Join us each week from Tampa, Florida, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply
1: chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Patrick Kelly.
0: Hey, produce people, welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kelly. As always, I am honored to be here, Company Alive live from Tampa, Florida. Today is June 19th, 2023, and we are almost done with June, everybody. Now, Monday, next Monday, June 26th, is the last episode of June. Also, my birthday as well. I'll let you know how it goes as I compete in a jiu-jitsu tournament on June 24th, just a couple days before my birthday, So we're about to figure out if all this fresh produce has been helping my game out. A couple announcements before we get started today. Did you hear the breaking news and the milestone? At the beginning of June, the podcast, The Produce Industry Podcast, reached and achieved 1 million downloads. And we're building more every single day. Heck, Bloomberg picked up the article, Yahoo Finance, and a few Canadian companies did as well. We are excited for everybody in the produce and supply chain industry for this accomplishment. And last, did you attend the virtual networking last week with Tony Mitchell from AWG? Did you get to interact? Did you get to ask some questions? Heck, the Produce Industry Podcast's virtual networking hours are developed just for you to come and meet people and create opportunities for your business. Now for our featured guest of today, who is no stranger to the show. He's been on our YouTube channel. He's been on the podcast, and we've caught him live in person doing the Malio Markets in a Minute that's right, fam. We have Paul Malio, of Malio Companies on. We're going to talk about the company. We're going to talk about pineapples, some mango cheeks. So let's get this episode started. Hey, Paul, welcome back to the show, man. It is
1: nice to be back. Thank you for having me yet again.
0: Hey, listen, we have been on... YouTube. We've been live. We've been on Twitter. We have been in person together. We've done this or that. We've done the market minute literally at your booth, but we have not done an official Malio companies podcast. And that's why I wanted to bring you on today, man. Not just for the flavor of you and me, right? I mean, trust me, we can go all day, right? We draw a
1: nice audience. That's just us.
0: I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, I'm just saying. But we're talking Malio companies. Heck, I told you, I reached out to you because I was reading an article in Fresh Plaza. I saw you and your handsome dad in there, you know, cheesing it up with with some of the pineapple spears and mango cheeks. And I thought to myself, what the heck? Do we really even know who Malio is? Who are
1: these guys? Handsome devils.
0: So let's give our listeners a 30,000 foot overview. Listen, we're jumping in an airplane right now. We're about to jump out of it and we're coming down to earth at light speed. Let's give them that overview, man.
1: Okay, parachute light speed. Let's do it. Well, at a hole say the the mission statement, Molydough companies provide safely grown, top quality, fresh produce that nurtures a healthy lifestyle, right? What does that mean? Are we growers? Are we distributors? What are we? We are a tomato repacker that has evolved over the years, become more of a national player and further added value produce. What do I mean by that? So we are headquartered here in Glendale, Wisconsin. Doing everything from whole case sales to repack sales to split cases. And then as we continue to go down the produce world and see how this crazy industry continues to evolve and to adjust, we said, okay, where, where can we really bring value to the customer? Yes, I can buy a load of lettuce. And Patrick, you know what you can do too if you have the right capital? I buy, buy a load buy of lettuce for about the exact same <laughs> price. And we can fight to try to make a dollar on it. And if you say, okay, I'll just take 75 cents, you get the sale and I'm out. So as we continue to evolve, we said, okay. That's great and people can do that, but what can we do for our customers that really bring an added value that they can't just do on their own over the phone and that is adding value whether it's via dicing slicing juicing and then most recently shelf life extension so as we opened up our facility in McAllen, texas in 2015 and then continued to evolve to that national presence we decided that further process manufacturing role of plant-based refrigerated items was really the market that we have our, our strongest suits and that helps play on our national program business for, you know, whatever CSRs might exist in different chains, but we really wanted to get down to the thing that's going to keep us growing. That's bringing value in a top quality, safe way for the customer. So we dice, we slice, we juice. And then most recently, like you talked about with the mango cheeks and the pineapple spears, we work on shelf life extension and natural way for an otherwise difficult, fresh product. So that's who we are. Been around since 1902. Started in Chicago, 1902. My great-great-grandfather had a push cart and he would just load up at the market every day. And he would go house to house, door to door, just peddling produce. And then great-grandpa got a van and then he drove that around, eventually drove it to Wisconsin. Grandpa opened up here in Commission Row. Dad took over in 1982. And then from there, we continued to expand to different buildings here in Wisconsin. And then we decided to go out to Boston and then down to McAdams. Allen, and continue to expand here to a new building across the street to continue our value added processes for juice and some other fresh cut items. So that is who we are. That's what we do. And it's good to get out there and tell people that because they see the logo. It's a great logo it has a tomato on it. I wear it on my chest almost daily. And uh, people think, oh, they're tomato repackers. That's what we've been. But we at this point do so many more items that you know we have opportunities like this to really peel back that first layer and people can look at it and go, oh, wow, you're more than just a repacker. You're more than just an onion. You're like an ogre you've got layers and that's what we do we layers. have layers
0: hey, and that's that's a good point because I mean if you look at Malio companies I thought you were in Texas if I didn't watch the Malio markets in a minute I wouldn't know that you're from the land of you know milk and honey you know <laughs> you know it's it's, it's exactly. It's- it makes me laugh though because it, perception is everything, right? And mm-hmm. a lot of times when we were follow, we started following you. I, I thought you guys were in Texas, and then when I found out you were actually in Wisconsin, it, it changes the game. That was going to be one of my follow up questions: was like, how, how did you get to Wisconsin? But now I I completely understand the story. Now, man, I mean, now you see it. great great grandfather. I love the stories with the push carts, man. I I have very few of those on the podcast. Obviously, Katzman is one of them. Uh, where they started, obviously, in the New York produce terminal. I can't uh, tell. Noble Citrus is another one that started 19, I think, 04 as well. So you got a couple of of organizations that really go back to great, great grandfather uh, and grandmother, right? Even Uh, like Jack Vandenberg coming over from the Netherlands as well, right? Um, You start to see these companies that are really making the impact uh, in the produce and supply chain industry. And we're over a hundred plus years later that we're still farming. You know, Shea Meyer said this to me once. He said, Patrick, he goes, how many groves, right? If you take a a plot of land that has corn on it, right? Just say near you right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. And you know, how many times has that one plot of land been farmed by how many different farmers for how many different generations and I thought that was an amazing question because there's so many times that these this land that is growing produce probably might have been growing produce for over a hundred years or so man and it just shows you how much we are ingrained in our commitment to giving products quality products you know to our people I say our people because we're all consumers too right Paul we exactly eat fresh produce every day. I mean, I know I do, but we're also not just going. Oh, here is a toy car for ages zero to seven years old, or for people like you, you know, and me that still buy toy cars, right? Thank but you. Yep. They, I got you, buddy. Don't worry. Uh, but mm-hmm. right, but it's one of those things where it's like we aren't looking for just one demographic, one age range. We are supplying for all and throughout the globe too right i mean that's a big that's a big part of the supply chain that people don't understand we're growing not just for North America, but we might sell to people who sell to other countries as well. So I love the story about how deeply engraved in the supply chain you are. How, do, how does your dad feel about that as he's going in his later years? And, and I say this even to my dad, my dad's almost 70. My dad says he's going to retire at the prime age of 69. Go dad. I love you. Go dad, right? Love it. Prime age of 69, he says, but I honestly think my dad could work until he dies. I really do. What about your dad? What do you, you see in that as the generational torch starts to pass?
1: It definitely is a transition. So he's a, a great planner and a mechanical engineer by nature. So he loves building and building includes succession building and planning. So we've had that in place since I started. But uh, at this point, he said that he has a limited number of business cards. And when those run out, we're not printing anymore. So we continue to watch that pile dwindle, but we don't want to see him go. He's got such a great vision for the industry as a whole. And he has this weird, like Nostradamus look at the future. So, you know, when there was the Milwaukee market back in 1982, he's like, I don't see this being a sustainable thing. There's not going to be Chicago and Milwaukee. I'm going to I'm gonna be the first one to pack up and and leave this market and kind of get my own building and do my own thing off of it. And as you can tell now, there's no Milwaukee market. So as he continues to get older in his years, gets wiser, still definitely involved in the day-to-day business and still president and CEO of the company, but he has that future looking, You know, what does the company look like five years from now, 10 years from now? What makes the most sense for us to invest in now so we can reap those rewards in the future and continue to grow? So I have no pressure on my five-month-old son, but he could be generation six. So how can we continue to build this thing to pass off to him? Because that's that's what it's all about. I mean, if you're in produce, you're not trying to be the richest person in the world. You're not trying to be, I mean, you just want to do something that's right by you and your family. And like you mentioned, the industry as a whole, whether it's other people who are growing, people who are customers. I mean, at, this, at the retail stores, whether it's our family or yours, just pass that on, you know, what the dirt grew, give back to the people. And that's just kind of the legacy we want to do as produce people. It, to be five generations deep is something that we are insanely proud, insanely awesome. proud of. So I'm it's something that. that we take lightly. And yeah, so we're still very involved and in making sure that we're set up for the future. And say if he just wants to leave for the day and say, hey, I'll see you tomorrow, then hey, I'll see him tomorrow. If he wants to hang out all day, hang out all day. So still very much involved and lucky to be able to work with him every day.
0: Yeah, that's amazing, man. I, I, I say I'm proud of you guys for that as well. Our family is three generations in produce, but it's funny because my grandmother was at the retail level. So it's a different, it's a different level. My dad went from retail, the same, my dad worked at the same grocery store as my grandmother did as his mom did in Southern California. And then obviously I say he was promoted back in the days. He, you, you were able to see someone working on the floor and grab them, right? And be like, hey, you could do good in corporate. It doesn't work like that anymore. Not but my quite. Dad, my dad actually was building a display. And I remember him telling me this story. He goes, I remember I was building a display. He goes, and this gentleman came up to me and was like, this is a bomb display how would you like to do some merchandising for this organization and then my dad went on to that organization got into corporate farming right got into you know citrus and and juicing and all the things that he did and then obviously so my grandmother retired right then it went to my dad then my dad got us involved and then we realized like very fast, we didn't want to work for our dad. Okay, as long as you know that up front. Sorry, dad. No, you... well, dad knew that too, right? There was a uh, family businesses are very hard. And I and I love what you said when you talked about your son and, and everybody, Paul's a new dad. He's five months in, his first, his first child. And I know he's loving it because we've talked about it, but getting your kid involved is one of the hardest things to do. And I think even on my dad trying to get us involved, right? It's like, I see my son every day. I bring home produce, I get produce sent to me he's like the first one. What's that? Hey, let me try that. What do you got going on there? Hey, can I jump into your video? And it does. It makes me happy because I'm like, man, he's really taking a liking to what I do. And he can see that the value that he can get out of it later down the road. As I told you earlier, my dad said to me, getting getting food or or water, right? Because guess why? You'll always have a job. That's Mm -hmm. one thing. Listen, I don't care what anybody says. That's the only thing that's recession-proof. Yeah, the dollars might change, right? But guess what? People got to eat. You got to eat to survive, okay? You got to drink to survive. So again, a lot of things will happen. The markets will shift. The one thing guaranteed is you'll always be able to supply food and and supply water. So I I think it's awesome that you're even looking at the sixth generation. I am told by my wife to don't pressure my son or my daughter to be in our industry. Mine's like, just show them to have fun. And if they choose it, they choose it. But I'm also the type of guy where I've told my son, if you want to be a plumber, if you like working on piping, if you like being an engineer, like if you want to weld, if you want to play with fire, I say play, you know, I'm like using play with everything, Paul. Have fun, play with it. Yeah. Like I'm like, if that's what you want to do, then I support you, right? But I think it's cool that we can pass down the the generations, pass down that torch, and then create a legacy that's bigger than ourselves, right? And that's what it's about, is creating something that's just bigger than ourselves, right, man? Exactly. And it's hard. That's one of the hardest things to do. Well, and speaking about building things... I saw these pineapple spears the other day, you know, with the pineapple, I'm going to throw this out here and Paul, like, we're not going to get deep into the pineapple market. But if you look at like the pineapple market as a whole, it Mm -hmm. has so many ups and downs. Tropical category has tons of ups and downs. And one of the biggest things is that added value, right? Cutting pineapples for processing. And this is also hard because you can't see inside the pineapple, whether it's going to be white, is it going to be a 14 bricks? You guys have developed some cool new product for these pineapples and for your mango cheeks. But talk to me about the type of added value that you're bringing to the industry and to consumers, man, that could actually legitimately buy these pineapple spears a little bit differently than if they were just getting it from the cut fruit department done at the grocery store.
1: Correct. So there's a, it's a little niche in the market that we saw an added value in, so we decided to go all in on, started with the mango cheeks then moved on to the pineapple spears. So yes, you can go to the grocery store you can buy cut pineapple that they might have done in the back, or they might have, you know, a regional processor do, and then they put it on the shelves and that's all great. But what we decided to look at was, okay, that's, you know, maybe a Five six day shelf life at the best when you buy it at the grocery store if it's fresh. And otherwise, you have this canned product, which is fantastic and has its value. And you've got you know chunks and juice, and that's great. But what is in the middle there? What is a safe, value added, ready to go snack that is both popular and delicious? And that's how we land on the pineapple spears. So it's two two ounce spears for a four ounce package. It's cryovac like string cheese. So you can picture a string cheese like on the to-go shell in the convenience store. You just grab one and go. Of course, if you're in Wisconsin, you grab it with a beef stick and then you pair that up and that's nice. But what we're thinking is you have your pineapple spears for a quick, healthy on-the-go snack that, oh, also has a 45-day shelf life because of the added process that we put these through. So there's no you know additives to the pineapple. It is fresh. As long as it stays refrigerated, it's good to go. It's a great refreshing snack that has that added shelf life. So the retailer sees less shrink because it has the added shelf life. The consumer has an added safety value because of the process we put it through to get our 45-day shelf life. And then they also have time to eat it. So you can buy a single one. You can buy an eight-pack and take it home and put it in the kids' lunches and you have a great healthy snack for them, that's different, right? We talked about produce earlier, like a box of lettuce is the same as it was 40 years ago. It's a box of lettuce, but our pineapples are nothing like people have ever seen for pineapples. So it catches their interest. Then they see the value behind it from a couple aspects. They go, okay, this is definitely worth trying. And then the receipt from the market has been pretty strong. So that continues to grow for us from all those different angles.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to have you send me some of those. Or better yet, I'm in Tampa, Florida. Is there anywhere that I can go in Florida that these are at that I can go take a look at them?
1: Hungry Roots, you can get that online and have it sent to you if you're in Florida. Oh, cool. Um, Otherwise, if you're in the... uh, Say the Texas area, it's probably as close as they'll get to you right now out of some Walmart stores in Texas.
0: I just love that you have the digital one right. You're like hungryroots.com. How they can I be of service. You were that's like right. you had it ready. Right, you knew like you knew I was not, I did not prep Paul for that either. He he had it right off the bat. Well, that's good because and again, digital digital marketing is a way to go to get your products out. It's hard to send a pineapple via the mail, right? It really is. It Mm -hmm. really is. And they, they did that from Hawaii. Remember? I don't know if you've been to Hawaii, but I went to Hawaii in 2012 and we came back with like four pineapples. Like You could actually ship them and bring them back. And boy, oh boy, does it cost more than the pineapples do. It what? <laughs> certainly
1: does, but it's it, quite the experience and a story for later.
0: Listen, yeah, you and everybody else standing in TSA pre check with a box of pineapples. Like you're looking going, Oh yeah, they got me. They they got they got me. I'm definitely a duck at this point standing in line with a box of pineapples. But and there's
1: no turning back.
0: There's no there was and then I'm like, you know mm-hmm. what? Should we have gotten two? We should have gotten two, darn it. But <laughs> we actually we went, we we shipped them back to a bunch of friends. It's because there's nothing like going to the source and having a piece of fruit right off the vine or right off the tree or right off the plant. Plant. I mean, you know that being in produce and anybody out there, if you have a chance to tour coffee bean fields or pineapple fields, do it because it'll be an experience of a lifetime. Am I right, Paul?
1: It, it is. But then you go back to that whole, well, there's no comparison now that I've been there. So it's definitely a double-edged sword, but it's definitely worth doing.
0: It, is, it definitely is. Well, hey, let's take a quick break. Let's hear from our sponsors and then get right back talking with Paul Malio. Let's do it. Discover Orchard Freshness on Amazon Fresh with Arctic Apple Slices. Arctic Apple stays Orchard Fresh longer than other pre-packaged, pre-sliced apples. This means less waste and no more half-eaten apples. Plus, you'll love the undeniable freshly picked flavor. Arctic Apple Slices are available in convenient grab-and-go bags in both Arctic Golden or Arctic Granny varieties in select markets on Amazon Fresh. Packable, snackable, 100% irresistible. JGLC, the place to be, a third-generation, family-owned, and operated asset-based company. Throughout their 60 years in business, integrity, reliability, and loyalty to their customers has remained their top priority. JGLC guarantees 24-7 communication with your personal logistics coordinator. They offer competitive pricing without sacrificing services. They operate throughout the United States and Canada. JGLC's customers count on them for dependability and dedication carried out on every order, every time. 60 years of service for all your trucking needs. Visit them at JGLC.com for your custom quote. Are you ready to enhance your skills? Every day we are tasked to make fast, effective decisions to keep up with the fast-paced produce industry. At AgTools, we take the pressure off of gathering data to help make your day easier and more enjoyable. Connecting the supply chain with AgTools is unique, practical, and easy. AgTools can be used from multiple angles of the produce industry, from farmers all the way to logistics companies. We call that 360-degree decision-making day after day. Visit us at www.agtechtools.com to gain more reliable and relevant data to see more, achieve more. And now, back to our show. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast, everyone. It's always great to hear from Dynamite sponsors creating dynamite content for the produce and supply chain industry. Today, I have Paul Malio on the line with Malio Companies talking all things the organization, pineapple spears, mango cheeks, and more. So, Paul, welcome back. Thank you for having me again. It's a blast to be here. Listen, I, I was going to like throw it out there and be like, man, I should surprise them with another Malio Markets in a minute. We're not going to do that. We are not Oof. everyone. But I want, but what I wanted to talk about is that's actually how I found you, it, which is kind of interesting enough is that when COVID was happening three years ago, it's going on almost four years, right? I say that because we're halfway through this year and everybody started to communicate a little bit differently. Malio Markets in a minute came up. And I'll be real. I was like, what the heck is this guy doing? I was like, I can't take it. I was like, not what alone. Is I was just like, I don't understand what he's doing. I was like, I feel like I'm funny, but he's funnier. Like, I, you know, mm. it, it would be like all of a sudden I was like, okay, I can't stop watching. And then the funniest thing was, I, I got to say this to you because you, you did this one episode and you're like, I know, you know, we know, everybody knows. And you were like, you're not here for me. And I was like, wait, what? And then you're like, we know what you're here for. And then you started going over this whole thing. I was like, dude, he's so right. I was like, I'm sucked in every week. I was like, because of this Malio markets in a minute, because what's he's doing? Is it the land of milk and honey? So I, I just want to give our listeners to an opportunity to chat about, you know, why the heck did you think, or why'd you come up with that? And one, it's been very successful. I think you've got a lot of followers since then. I've seen you at shows, people walk straight up to you and they're like, I follow you. I love your market updates, right? So talk to me about that, man, and tell our listeners where they can, where one, where they can find it, one, so they can see what we're talking about. And two, Give us a give us that round overview of why you did that. I mean, the whole thing basically started with me being a produce buyer and
1: hating to read. Like you just know your strengths and your weaknesses. And I just don't like reading. It puts me to sleep. Like, is it important? Yes. But at the same time, if you can make something that you have to read more interesting via audio or video, here we are in a podcast, right? And people are going to tune into it more. And then it's really getting out there and giving information for people who don't have much time, but who need an update. And it's because we kept getting more people coming to us saying, oh, there's a new buyer for that category. Can you help him out? There's this, there's that. Hey, can you guys give us an update on this market. And so I thought to myself, I mean, the markets are no secret. I mean, everyone knows them, but the produce industry seems to keep those secrets tight. Like it's it's everything, right? Because all the money is made on the buy and you can't know who my vendor is and how much and what the market's doing. And I got to beat you on that. And that's all true and well and good. But I thought to myself, I'm going to flip this thing on its head because we've doing this for 120 years. And I'm going to give people all this value of the information. If they're going into a meeting and need to know like, where are the hot markets right now? I can watch this and have it and look knowledgeable. And if I have more questions, I'll reach out to this crazy goon because he's out there doing this. And he seems to really enjoy it. And that's what it was really for, to give people information about markets that they might not otherwise have. Because again, more buyers being thrown into produce who used to do, eggs and dairy and milk. And it's like, well, now you're doing produce, you, you poor guy, let me help you. So it was like our Midwest, nice way of saying, Hey, we love produce. We love talking. Let's fill you in on the markets and see what questions you have. So it started there. And then as you mentioned, my personality is just my personality and there's no turning it off. You, you like it or you love it. And a lot of people seem to like it, which is, you know, the growth of the show has been nice in that regard. But yeah, I think that there's definitely been a turn to the show where it's more of what's Paul doing as opposed to, oh, how are mangoes trending this week? So that's a whole impetus behind it. Now we're what, 70 four episodes deep or something along those lines. So yeah, still going, whether again, people watch it or not. I have a blast making it. Like I love talking about produce. I always tell people at the end of the episodes, like call us, email us, DM us. And like get my personal cell phone number. Like, like I will talk to you about produce. If you have questions, I will help you. And if I can't, we've been doing it for 120 years. I know who can, and I have no problem putting you two in touch. So that was uh, the reason behind it. It's taken off well, But yeah, it does always surprise me because I'm like, uh, no one watches this. Like we get 12 views, but then like you go into meetings and then you see someone for the first time, like, oh, I feel like I already know you. So I watch you every week. I'm like, oh, okay. we're going to keep doing the show then. So, yeah, there's no no end in sight. I love doing it. People watch it. It gets a little long sometimes. I do get long winded. I'm like Jojo, the Indian circus boy. I just get very excited about produce or Wisconsin weather or something that caught my interest, like Vera Bradley handbags and the design and why it exists. So it feels a little off the track sometimes, but it's always a good time. That's for sure.
0: That's what it's about, man. I mean, I could tell you, I mean, even during COVID in 2020, one of the reasons we started the podcast, we had, I mean, you, you experienced this fresh Plaza and now, you know, the Packer, everybody was reaching out wanting like weekly updates. Remember? I mean, everybody Mm -hmm. was calling and, and at that point I'm with you, dude, I can't read 70 articles In a day, especially when you're driving around, right? You're going, you're in the packing house. You're in this, you know, you're in the cooler. Like I can't be walking around with a phone, you know, three feet in front of me reading all the time. But what I can do is when I'm going from shed to shed, I could pop that podcast in and say, Hey, let me at least get fifteen minutes or ten minutes of some type of consumable knowledge, right? And during mm-hmm. Covid, it was all about what's happening in the supply chain, right? Hey, what's happening? What are we doing? And again, it's like, I, I agree with you. I think over time it forms to a people come. this is the best thing that Podfest multimedia told me, and I think that this is the same with you. They come from the co- they come for the content. They stay for the host.
1: I would say that's true.
0: And it is. And it's nothing about saying we have an ego or anything like that, but it's also like this. Would you rather listen to Paul and I right now, or would you rather listen to... Hello, everyone. Today's January 1st, 2020. We are going to talk about fresh produce. Mangoes is the talk of the town today. How are you liking mangoes? They're two for a dollar at Sam's Club. Mangoes are going to come in from... You know what I mean? Like, There's Mm -hmm. no way. Dude, I just stale. You like, gotta keep it fresh. I bye. bye, Felicia. I'm gone. Like, I'm gone, bro. Like, like you, you've lost me. And that's even some of our journalists there, it's like they lose me too. And and I told you this earlier, man. There's so many podcasts in the produce and supply chain industry now that you almost have to pick and choose which one you want to listen to. But a lot has to do with you're gonna check out the content first. You're gonna be like, oh my gosh, they've got Paul Malio on, Bob. Oh my, let's check this out. And then all of a sudden you get on, and the host is just horrible but Paul Malio is amazing they're gonna to listen to that one episode and then they're gonna start following Paul on other platforms to see where they can find you more than they can find the host right so I've experienced that too the same thing you get people that are like keep doing what you're doing right like I love this and you're like oh my god that's one person out of all those down like I finally know who's listening Paul I finally know it's one person and he works for a produce company out of Milwaukee Wisconsin and the rest is history. And the rest is history. I, I, I mean, listen, you know, this is whether there's one person in the room or a million people in the room, the show must go on, right? Mm-hmm, precisely. And I, and I believe in that. So what's new though? What talk about Malio companies as what's in the field, what's on the horizon, man? Like what's coming up that you could talk about, you know, they won't give too much away, but it'll get our listeners coming back for more. Paul, what can we say that's coming in the future for Malio companies?
1: What's coming from Malio is a further value-added process on that shelf life extension front. So we've been working extensively with a partner of ours in the electronic cold pasteurization world. What does that mean? That means electron beam radiation for fresh produce. So again, no additives, but a quick treatment through an electron radiation beam and then shelf life extension and food safety precision to a three log reduction. So we're working on that for food service to start and then retail after that. So that's a little, a little teaser, but that's going to be uh, in the market here definitely by fall. Um, as we continue to have our initial conversations uh, on what these food service distributors might think about, because my whole goal is to make it so easy for people to buy fresh produce and to have it. Right. That is the goal. That is the everything. So how can we do this? How can I get the you know, Holiday Inn Express in Cheyenne, Wyoming, who might have you know a breakfast bar and want to put fresh fruit out, but they only get one delivery a week? And so they can't have fresh fruit, so they have to buy the fruit and the pails and the juice. Okay, that's great. The syrup is, you know, delicious and all, but if you could have fresh, okay, well, then I've got, I have to have it to them with eight days of shelf life before they get their next one. So now I'm working on eight days. Now I've got to treat it, get it through the distributor, get it shipped. So I need to back up and I need to have a 21-day shelf life product that is a food service five-pound tray of these items. So very true. That's what I've come up with. That's what we have. So that that's coming out here shortly. And I it's gonna be big. Listen, and and, we're and, very and, excited but, about it.
0: And, and I mean shout out to Holiday and Express. I mean, I stay there a lot and I can tell Amen. you bananas are always on point. They always have bananas, right? They they do bananas, they do. Apples, bananas, apples, citrus. And cinnamon rolls, baby. They always have cinnamon rolls. I can tell you, I've stayed at a few Holiday Inn Expresses. In and if the fridge. waffle
1: maker is working, then I will be late for my meeting. Let me stay. tell you that.
0: Stay. Listen, when I when we stay at places, I already I already know. I already know the Holiday Inn Expresses have, but I agree with you because you're right. When you do get the yogurts or the other items that are in the fridge, they do go towards the canned and in, in those areas. So I think that would be cool to be able to kind of get a little bit more extra out of it. You know, 7-Eleven's even doing that a little bit more right. They're putting more cut fruit in those little small sections up front and even Wawa down here. I have Wawa and 7-Eleven are kind of my go-to down here in Tampa, Paul, but you're seeing a lot like I just found the pink pineapple at 7-Eleven. Seriously. And in my head I was like, "Oh my god." Like it's here. Never, I, I, exactly. Like it wasn't even like, oh my God. I was like, it's here. I'm going to, I'm going to pick this up. I was getting ready to go to the gym this morning. I picked up a pink pineapple and a banana and it was literally like I was eating pink pineapples right on the go. And it was funny. Cause one of my guys at my gym was like, did your pineapple go bad? I was like, no, this is the pink pineapple. They're like, I've never even heard of that before, man. They're like, little Ooh. do you know? And he was like, you produce people coming up with stuff. And I was literally like these gentlemen did never seen a pink pineapple before I offered it out. Paul, They all refused. They were like, Nope, your pineapple's gone bad, bro. I'm not eating that. I was was like, Oh Hmm. my gosh, like missing out. But it goes to show you the education level of regular consumers. We all know what we only what we know, right? We don't know what we don't know. So when you walk into a store and you see someone that says honey glow pineapple or pink glow pineapple, there's a chance you might walk past it because it doesn't look like your traditional pineapple, right? Or and a toolful mango versus a Tommy, right? Some people just are so set on one one size fits all that they might walk past it, right? That's why I brought up that tropical category because I feel that the tropical category is on the rise, but I still feel the consumer is not well educated enough to go buy one dragon fruit, one mango, one pineapple, a rambutan, and you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Every other exactly. week, I, I think they look at it and go, "Is this good? Is it bad? I'm not sure. I'm gonna just go grab another uh, another red apple. Okay, right. that's also great. But we have 47 apples on in the apple section, bro. Like, let's try <laughs> some fun new things.
1: And that's the impetus behind the mango cheek. It's the world's most popular fruit. Banana is the most widely purchased, but mango is the most popular by flavor and taste and just perception by the public, except for in the USA, because we have no idea how to determine when it's ripe, how to cut it, how to not cut your finger off, how to eat it at all. So that's why we started, okay, how can we bring this tropical category to the US and really capitalize on it and make it easy for the consumer? Boom, the mango cheek.
0: I'm with you. And listen, I think that some of the club stores, no no comments to any of you, but you guys need some help on your mangoes. I went into a club store over the weekend and my son goes, dad, why does that mango look like it's an old man? It was so wrinkled and shriveled, every single one of them. And And I was sitting there going, well, because one, club stores, they need to buy on price, right? And right. it's in volume, right? But it's crazy because they, they probably had a pallet of mangoes in there, Paul. They had to be they had to be 20, 30 days old, man. Like, and the reason I know that is because I looked at the code on the side of the box. There <laughs> it is. <laughs> Most consumers probably don't know that, you know, to where to look, but I saw the pack date on it and was like, man, but I think it also has to do, like you said, with that education and how to market and merchandise that product, like with others. So I like it, man. I like where you're going with the mango cheeks, the pineapple spears, creating value. I mean, again, being able to bring that to a school lunch versus just a, a, I mean, I'm a citrus guy, but an cutie or a regular orange or something like that. Let's bring some uh, excitement to uh, school lunches, right? Let's bring excitement to your lunch. I think that's one of the the things to do instead of just going, oh, let me grab an apple. Let me grab this because I I have to. No, let's get to, man. Let's Let's, let's have some fresh mango. Yes. Yes, yes, and more yes. So, Paul, as we wrap this up, man, you know where can people find you? Where can they get a hold of you? How can our listeners reach out and say, "Hey, I want a mango cheek."
1: Hey, you know what? That's what we're here for. So, we are mollyo.produce.com. So you can go on there, go to the contact page, find me, find someone in sales, or just email the general info at mollyo.produce.com. We'll get you in the right spot. Otherwise, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube malio companies we're all there um any questions you have questions dms whatever you want we answer them right away so you can find us all there and we're here to help
0: listen i've slid into paul's dm many times so it's, yes it's you no, have it's no don't be shy just do it just and go then, for it worst case gonna happen is you're gonna have a lovely lady reach back out to you that's not paul okay but guess what? They're all having fun. They're all having a great time. And as my buddy, Dan, the produce man says, it's always best when you get it. Palmolio fresh. Yeah, buddy. We out. We out. You've been listening to the produce industry podcast with Patrick Kelly. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or anchor to get new fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Produce Industry Podcast. Until next time, see you in the fields or on the horizon.